Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to The Bad Broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. Hello, cutie pies. I don't know why I started it off like that. What a what a weird sentence to come out. Hi, welcome back to a new episode of the Pad Broadcast. My name is Maddie Murphy, and I am your host. Yes, I know you just heard my name in the intro song, but you know what? Somebody had been listening to me for a year and thought my name was Rudy. So apparently I need to clarify that my name is, in fact, Maddie. Anyway, welcome back to the show. It's raining. I'm so happy that it's raining because you want to know what that means. It's fall. That's what it means. It's fall because I just decided that it is about three hours ago. I just, I don't care. I don't care. I watched Hocus Pocus this week. I will do so every four days for the next three months. Have I rambled enough about fall in the last few weeks? I really hope so. Is it basic of me? I also hope so. I feel like in the last year, tell me if you guys agree. I have felt a collective shift that we just don't care if things are basic anymore. I don't care. If I enjoy doing it, I'm, I don't care. Leggings and Uggs, wonderfully comfortable. And I will fight anyone who says otherwise. I feel like we just went through this whole chuggy phase. You know, it's like this fad of calling things chuggy and whatever. When it first started, I was like, okay, yeah, I could get into this. I also hate Chevron maxi skirts and like gather signs above a kitchen table. But then, then things started getting a little out of hand. Okay. Then things started getting called chuggy just because they were widely enjoyed. Do you want to know what I read was chuggy? Liking Harry Styles. If Harry Styles makes me chuggy, I don't care. I'll be queen of the chugs. I'll chug it up for Harry Styles. Another one somebody said, baking shows. I'm sorry. Do you mean the backbone of our society? How does the, how do baking shows go out of style? Literally the elements of our democracy are elected representatives, civil liberties, and the holiday baking championship. I would risk it all for Duff Goldman. I would. And I'll just leave it at that. Also, if you're wondering, did I have to Google what the elements of democracy was? You bet. You bet I did. All right, let's get into our love-hate for the week. So if this is your first time here, this is how we start every episode. Three things I'm loving, three things I'm hating, and then we get into our topic. So my first two are products. 
well, kind of, products that I use this week. You guys know I love to pretend we're like all in the bathroom getting ready for a middle school dance together. We're doing ringlets. We're doing full bottom eyeliner. We've got our triple layered shade shirts. Do you guys remember shade shirts? Probably only my Utah people will remember those. I, I, I need to mention those to my therapist. All right. Um, so the first thing that I loved this week is uh, I learned, well, I learned this like six months ago that you're supposed to get your beauty blender or like your makeup sponge a little bit damp before you blend in your makeup. Okay. I, I recently learned that. But somebody on TikTok took it a step further. You spray your beauty blender with setting spray and then you blend your makeup and your makeup won't move. It won't move. And you guys know I'm like kind of a sweaty mess and it will not go anywhere. So that was a wonderful hack that I was really happy to learn. The second thing I learned this week is the most magical spray tan or not spray tan, self tan. I guess it's kind of a spray tan, but it's the one you do at home. The best combo. Okay. So you first start out, you do your regular routine. Okay. You shower, shave, exfoliate, whatever. Then you do one layer. Your first layer is that Walmart brand that everybody's been posting about. It's like $9. It's called B tan or B tanned. I don't know the color. Not sure what the color is, but the bottle does say to tan to give a damn. And you are absolutely correct that I was. Um, so you do one layer of that, the B tan one. Okay. Then you do your second layer with a different tanning foam, mousse, cream, whatever it is. It's the Saint-Tropez collaboration with Ashley Graham. So if you apply a thin layer of both, there's no weird orange tone. It is just the most delicious golden brown. And if you're like me, you're 7,500 times hotter when you're tan. All right. The third thing I love this week is what we're watching. I love to share with you guys what we're watching. We are watching a limited series on Netflix called Cocaine Cowboys. I love a five to six episode season. Those are my absolute favorite. So Cocaine Cowboys is a documentary. It's about two of the most powerful drug kingpins in Miami in like the late 80s. Let's just, let's talk about cocaine for a minute, okay? First of all, let me just, let me state the facts. I have never done cocaine. So let's clear the air there. Honestly, I'll try anything once, twice if I like it, but cocaine doesn't seem like it's the drug for me. I just want to offer that up and clarify that like I'm not adding cocaine to my love list for the week. I just think this is fascinating and also depressing. So first of all, did you know to make cocaine, you literally have to soak it in gasoline and acetone? I cannot imagine that either of those things should be inside your body at any point. Another thing that I learned in this documentary, these two dudes were selling a kilo of cocaine for $44,000. Okay, a kilo. It's like a, the size of like a couple pieces of bread. I don't know why that was what I thought. It's like a brick of it, I guess, is what they call it. <laughs> they were selling 800 kilos a month. That is almost $36 million a month. Don't get any ideas, but if you do, give me a cut. I just thought I would share because it actually kept me up last night. It's like $400 million a year. But let me just bring you right back down to earth. If you were earning that, you would have to work for over 400 years to make what Jeff Bezos is worth. So that's good. Jeff Bezos. All right. He is a great segue into our hate list for the week. My first one is actually not really hate. I'm not really sure why I added it, but it is a confusion that I get asked about a lot. So I feel like I should just, I should clarify. So in episodes past, I have said 
oh, I should have named this the bad podcast. And every time somebody hears that, well, not every time, but a lot of people will message me and be like, oh, I thought you called it the bad broadcast because the play on words of bad broad, you know, kind of like bad bitch. And then people are like, so I guess it isn't a play on words because you said you would have named it the bad podcast. But let me explain. Let me explain. It is a play on words. That is why I chose the bad broadcast. You are correct. I did like the phrase bad broad. However, I did not start the bad broadcast as a podcast. I started it on Instagram with videos. So when I started the podcast, I was like, oh, maybe I should have the brand be the bad broadcast and then have the bad podcast be like a sister of that. But obviously I didn't do that because I really love the name, the bad broadcast. But anyway, sometimes people will call it the bad broadcast podcast. And I don't know why I just don't love that. Don't love that. So sometimes it slips out like, oh, I should have called it the bad podcast. All of this to say, you are not wrong if you were confused because I probably confused you. So I'm just, I'm clarifying that I did name it that because I like the phrase bad broad. (laughs) And sorry if I confused literally everybody. All right. My next hate for the week is an Instagram feature. So in my DMs, well, not my DMs, everybody's DMs, there's an inbox and there's also the request folder. So when you go to your request folder, you can sort your messages by all requests and it will sort them like um, chronologically, or you can sort them by top requests. If you do it by top requests, then anybody who is verified or who has a lot of followers or is a business gets put at the top. And this bugs me. First of all, because it is an actual ranking system of popularity. Second of all, Fashion Nova doesn't understand the nuance of Meredith Blake. Therefore, I don't want their messages to take priority over people who actually want to talk about highly serious topics. So then I miss all these messages because all these weird accounts take priority. And you're probably thinking, Maddie, just sort them by all. Obviously, I do that. But Instagram automatically changes it every time I get on. And I think it's unfair. I think it's unfair that people's messages that I actually want to read get buried because some bot account with 70 bajillion followers wants me to enter their giveaway for like eight Louis Vuitton bags and a free Caribbean cruise. So if I miss your message, it's it's not my choice, okay? I didn't want it to happen. Next time I talk to Mark Zuckerberg, I'll let him know. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is brought to you by Beta Brand. Are you guys also getting back into your work routine but not loving the uncomfortable work clothes that you used to wear? Because Beta Brand has the pants you never realized you needed. Ultra comfortable dress pant yoga pants. So now your routine can include clothes with professional style and comfort. Beta Brand's dress pant yoga pants are designed with the fit and flexibility of yoga pants, but they look identical to professional dress pants. They are amazingly soft and stretchy. They are absolutely effortless. And you just throw on a pair, add a cute top, and you'll be set with style and comfort for the rest of your workday. These pants are made of wrinkle-resistant stretch knit fabric. So they look good all day. They travel well. They are machine washable, and they don't need to be ironed. I'm sorry. Are these the most perfect pants? Yes, they are. So new colors, patterns, and styles are coming out all the time. So be sure to keep an eye out for limited time new releases because they do sell out fast. Also, did I mention that they have pockets? Because that feels important. Right now, my listeners can get 30% off of their beta brand orders when you go to betabrand.com slash bad. That's B-E-T-A-B-R-A-N-D 
dot com slash bad for 30% off of your order for a limited time. And when you use the special URL, you are also supporting the bad broadcast. Find out why women are ditching typical work pants for beta brands, dress pant, yoga pants, go to betabrand.com slash bad for 30% off. Hi, I'm Dr. Deepika Chopra. My passion, calling, and job is really all about blending together holistic practices with real evidence-based science to help people around the world cultivate more optimism, success, and resiliency. You won't want to miss this new podcast as you'll get to hear from elite athletes, recording artists, couples, and maybe even my toddler. So if you're into arming yourself with some new practical happiness tools, join me on Mondays for your morning optimism dose. Oh, and don't forget, things are looking up. My last hate for the week is Spanx. I think it's time to retire these. I really do. You remember how all of our moms wore like pantyhose every day? I feel like like we laid those to rest. I feel like we should lay Spanx and just all shapewear in general to rest. Spanx are the reason that men think they're winning. Honestly, they have tricked us into wearing Spanx. Let's go through the reasons why somebody would wear Spanx. The first one is to smooth. Smooth what? Smooth your cellulite? Cool. Everybody has it. Literally everyone. The most in shape person you know has cellulite, okay? The second one is to shape. Your body's already a shape. You don't need help with that. My body shape is like if the Pillsbury Doughboy had just a whisper of sex appeal. That's mine. So no, I don't need help reshaping, okay? Another one is to cinch. Cinch why? Because is your dress too small? Then size up because sizes aren't even real anyway. So who cares? Don't even get me started on the absolute discomfort. You really want to be the girl at the party who has a zipped dress but can't hold a conversation because her intestines are being compressed by essentially a flesh-toned sausage casing. To that, I have two words for you. This was actually my second choice of two words because the first one had an F word. My, my two words for you are cancel Spanx. We're spending so much time canceling the wrong stuff. Why has nobody come for Spanx yet? I don't understand. All right, there's my love hates for the week. So this week on the Bad Broadcast, I wanted to do a little throwback, little recap, little little vent session about just the entire Bachelor franchise. Bachelor in Paradise started this last week. I watched it. I had thoughts. I had feelings. I have, I have no idea where Bachelor Nation is headed, but I'm going to share some thoughts with you guys about past seasons, about where we are now. I'm going to rank all of the past Bachelor and Bachelorette final couples because, you know, baby loves to rank things. And then we're going to end with some voicemails from you guys all about your thoughts on this week's episode of Bachelor in Paradise and the Bachelor franchise as a whole. So let's dive in. I want to start off with just a few quick thoughts about this premiere of Bachelor in Paradise. First of all, I've said it for a while now that I do think Bachelor in Paradise is the best show in the the BCU, the Bachelor comic universe. However, OGs will remember Bachelor Pad and Bachelor Pad is still to this day unbeatable. They need to add a cash prize to Bachelor in Paradise. It would make it so much better. That's why Bachelor Pad was so good. It also had like the coupling element, like you had to couple up and then compete in challenges. Like they had like ropes courses and scavenger hunts or whatever. 
And that determined who stayed and who went. It was more like a game show. It was so much fun to watch because then people are still breaking up and getting back together because maybe they have a better chance to win with that person. It's incredible. And here is how it ended. It's so dirty. And I just wish that Bachelor in Paradise would do something like this. So at the end, there's $250,000 up for grabs. The couple who is left at the end, they do like an after the final rose show or whatever. They both have the option to keep the money or share the money. If they both said share, then they got to share it. If they both said keep, neither of them got it. And if one of them said keep and one of them said share, then the one who said keep got it. And I remember that season of Bachelor Pad where the guy said keep and the girl said share. And so he got all the money. It was atrocious. It was exactly what you want to see from reality TV. And I wish that they would bring that back. But here we are still watching Bachelor in Paradise. Every season I say, I'm not going to watch it. But you know what hooked me this season is that we have our hometown hero, Chris, who's from Salt Lake City. I think he listens. If you're out there, Chris, this is your shout out. He's on it this season. So I wanted to I wanted to watch it because I'm really excited about that. But here are some of my thoughts about the first episode. First of all, how and why is David Spade there? I'm not upset about it at all. Don't get the wrong idea. I'm actually really quite happy that he's there. I'm just a little bit confused. He's also dressed like a dad headed to REI. Like what's with the, he's got the tennis shoes. He's got cargo shorts. He's got like an Under Armour silky polo on. Like at least Chris Harrison wore a white capri. Okay, at least he got in character. I just need a little bit more from David Spade. I always think it's funny when (laughs) people are, you know, coming down to the island or the resort or whatever. And they're saying like, you know why I'm in paradise? It's because I know it works. You know, it works. There's been like two couples that have stayed together from Bachelor in Paradise. That is literally like using the same logic as looking for lost gold. Like it's maybe happened once in the history of time. And it was like 5,000 years ago. So I can't go out there and be like, I'm going to find hidden treasure. Me and John B are going to go find it. And I know that it works. That's that's why I'm doing it. I know that it works. It is the worst logic ever. You know who's on it this season that I do like is Ivan. I do like Ivan a lot. However, in one of his interviews, he's like, I don't understand how all of these women are so beautiful. How are all of these women tens? Well, sir, they were curated that way. They were handpicked from millions of women because they were hot. That's how there's so many hot people on this show. Just in case you weren't entirely sure, I'm happy to explain it to you. Whenever they're talking about what they're looking for, (laughs) I love hearing what they're looking for because it's always something so basic. They're always like, you know, really at the core of all of this, I'm just, I'm looking for someone I can get along with. That's it. That's what's at the core. That is your deepest desire. You just want to, you just want to get along with them. I get along with every Chick-fil-A worker. That does not mean that we should get married. However, it doesn't not mean that either. So I get it. This episode of Bachelor in Paradise was also like the grocery store Joe sob story. Why did that take up so much of the episode? I need so much less grocery store Joe. Do people like him? I feel like they're kind of trying to make him like Wells, like kind of like the quirky, quiet, into music, curly haired guy. And it's, it's not working. There were several individual interviews where he's just 
staring at the camera as intensely as possible and like trying not to cry. Like it got weird a few times. Also, the girl that he likes, I can't remember her name right now, but he's like 14 years older than her. And they're like laughing about it. She is 23 and he's in his late 30s. Sir, no. If she was in high school when you were 30, it's not appropriate. I I don't like that at all. We also need to talk about Victoria. What? What's going on there? What is going on with Victoria? She comes in. She has a goddess headband. She's talking about how she wants to be called goddess Victoria instead of queen Victoria. I know that they pick these people because they're entertaining and they have no shame and they're just willing to say whatever on TV. It's like Demi or Corinne or any of the other people that they pick out because of that. But Victoria is on a different planet, man. I don't know what's going to happen with her. And I just want to end my last thought that I had was the girl who said that she went home last season because it was too hot. Mood. Mood. I would not stay on that hot beach for for prize money. I wouldn't stay for $250,000. I did learn on a podcast. It's actually a Dear Media podcast. It's Jason. I don't know how to say his last name. Tartik. Tartik. His podcast about money. Dini Babies was on. And so he was talking about how much they make on Bachelor in Paradise. I'm almost positive he said that they make uh, $1,000 a day. And the max amount of time you can be there is like 14 days. So you'd make $14,000 at most by going on Bachelor in Paradise. Don't get me wrong. That is a lot of money. That is a lot of money. But think of how much money Bachelor Nation probably brings in or like the Bachelor franchise. I'm sure that they could pay those people more. I'm curious how much they pay Wells to bartend. I do like him. He's like, I would say he and Rachel Lindsay are probably the only good things that have ever come out of Bachelor Nation. I feel like I've said Bachelor Nation so many times. I'm so sorry. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Brightbox. You know when you want to send somebody a little pick-me-up or a get-well-soon or a congratulations, or maybe you just want to send them a treat for no reason because you're a nice person, but you don't really know what to send them, let me introduce you to the solution. It's Brightbox. Brightbox is completely customized Happy Mail. You hop on their website, pick out a box or curate your own, but they have a ton of variety and themes and you just put the whole box together and then you send it on its way to whoever you please. This week, I sent my best friend Meg a Brightbox. Many of you know her and you know that she is just days away from delivering a brand new baby. So I wanted to send her a little treat, a little congratulations. So I picked out the mother's survival box. This is her third child after all. I added a welcome baby card and then I did a few add-ons for her older girls to enjoy as well. I sent that on its way and I'm so excited for them to get it. Brightbox is not a subscription. You can just get on their website and send one anytime. It is so incredibly easy and affordable, and it's such a fun way to lift and love those around you. So my listeners have a very special offer. You can get a free add-on in your box when you use the code BAD, all lowercase, B-A-D. Again, you can get a free add-on in your box with the code BAD, B-A-D. And also, there is an exclusive Funny for a Girl sticker available as an add-on in bright boxes. So when you go on, you'll see it in the add-on page and this sticker is nowhere else. You can't get it anywhere else. It was specifically designed for Brightbox. So go to brightboxes.shop, use the code BAD to get a free add-on and also a funny for a girl sticker and you can send some sunshine today. 
So those are some of my initial thoughts on the season premiere. I'm going to keep watching until I have a reason not to. I hope that doesn't happen ever, but it might. Either way, let's listen to some of your voicemails to hear your thoughts on Bachelor Nation, the Bachelor in Paradise premiere. And then at the end, we're going to do the official bad broadcast ranking of every Bachelor couple and Bachelorette couple. Things are going to get very weird. Okay, let's listen to the first voicemail. Hi, Maddie. This is Hadley calling in from Seattle. Heard about you from my sister-in-law. Shout out, Hannah. I'm calling because I've seen this thing going around that people want Trey's uncle to be the next Bachelor. And I'm just here to say that I'm so here for it. We love a good family reunion. You know, put the family back in ABC family. I love the concept. Wanted to hear what your thoughts were. Let me know. Okay, love you. Bye. All right. So for those of you that don't know what Hadley's talking about, basically, there's a girl on this season. Her name's Tajwan. She's actually the girl from last season who said it was way too hot to be in there. (laughs) She hooked up with this guy named Trey. And then she told the rest of the girls that she had actually dated or like hung out with or hooked up with Trey's uncle at one point. She was like, yeah, I've known him for a long time. And he's a better kisser than his uncle. And so basically Hadley's saying that they should bring the un- that they should bring the uncle on. And putting the family back in ABC family is so good. Is so good. I feel like there's been these few times in Bachelor Nation where they just pick a random person. And I want them to go back to that. Do you remember when they picked Juan Pablo? I'm not saying he was the best choice, but at least he was a wild card. I feel like they should just start picking random people off the street to be the Bachelor and Bachelorette. How good would that be? I don't like the whole carryover thing. Like if you are the runner up on one season, you might become the Bachelorette on the next season. And then one of your guys will be the next Bachelor. I don't like it. It all feels so messy And not in a good way, because normally there would be added drama because then people would be dating each other's exes. There'd be all these run-ins, but it doesn't happen like that. And it's not even fun. If you're going to essentially turn it into a Bachelor-themed cesspool, at least make it entertaining. Make somebody punch somebody. The last time I remember being truly entertained on The Bachelor, and you might be thinking to yourself, if you're not entertained by it, why do you keep watching it? I don't have an answer for you, okay? It's just... It's just what we do, all right? It's like taxes, death, and Bachelor in Paradise. So the last time I was entertained is when Chad Johnson, I think his name was Chad Johnson, grabbed Evan. Remember, he's the erectile dysfunction doctor, I think is what he does. He like grabbed him by the shirt collar and was like choking him. That was entertainment. Nobody got hurt or anything, but I mean, then Chad walked out in a bathrobe. The Bachelor used to be so unpredictable. And here we are a thousand seasons later and the same things just keep on happening. So yes, I am in favor of Trey's uncle being the next bachelor. Let's just add him on as a host. Let's add him on as executive producer. Let's have him bartend with Wells. I don't even care. Just get me somebody new. Okay. Next voicemail. Hi, Angel. Um, I just have to say this is about bachelor in paradise. The whole Kenny being naked thing. Let's just chat about that for a second because I was so like 
weirded out why people were like not as freaked out as like I would be if I just saw like a 40 year old man like walking naked on the beach. It's because he was wearing a speedo the whole freaking time. I saw a TikTok where they like accidentally didn't put the black box on him for like two seconds and somebody caught it on pause and he was definitely wearing a speedo the entire time. So that was totally just a stunt and I'm outraged and yes, goodbye. Okay. How weird was this? I feel equally happy and upset that you reminded me of this because I wrote it in my notes, but apparently my brain is trying to think about Kenny less than it already is because I don't like this guy. I don't know. He's giving me lots of weird vibes. If I were to kind of draw up the dude who I think I would be least compatible with, he would probably look and act something like Kenny. So yeah, he shows up, he walks down the stairs, there's a black box covering his junk because supposedly he shows up butt naked, which there's no way that that happened. So how weird is it, first of all, that they pretended to do that? Second of all, how weird is it that he showed up in a Speedo at all? Third thing is his job is a boy band manager. And I know what you're thinking. It sounds like it could be cool. It really does. But then you do a little Instagram digging and you find out that Kenny is the manager of a Backstreet Boys tribute band. That's who Kenny manages. Why is it his entire personality? So I wanted to see what Kenny was all about because really, I don't know that much about him. So I went down the Instagram rabbit hole of Kenny Brosh 10, I think is how you say his last name. First of all, he has a picture with like 10 other bachelor dudes And guess what the caption is? And so this is so perfect. Of course, this is what it is. The boys of summer. (laughs) He then has a picture of himself in just his undies, which I just want to add. He has only America themed tattoos, a flag, like 30 stars, whatever. And it says life's been punching us all in the face this past year. Finally just said, I'll do it myself. And his fist is like up on his face. This guy is an absolute treat. And to really round out Kenny as a person, I just want to mention that there are at least three occasions on his Instagram feed where he dressed up as Mark Wahlberg. And I would say a different word, but dressed up feels more appropriate because he puts side by sides of him and Mark Wahlberg. So he's really he's really into that look like, you know, when you tell somebody that they look like someone and then it's it's their entire personality. I don't have that, by the way. I don't have a celebrity that people are like, oh, my gosh, you really, really look like her. I've gotten Chessie from Parent Trap a lot lately just because I did that TikTok about her. But when I get a lot is like chubby Khloe Kardashian. People are like, you look like Khloe Kardashian from like a few years ago, which, by the way, I think she looked bomb then and bomb now. I'm not saying one is better than the other. And then I get, you know little boys in 90s films. Those are my only ones. So I kind of agree. It's hard when people are telling you how hot you are all the time. It's hard not to compare yourself. I get it, Kenny. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is brought to you by Conair. Do you want big, beautiful, effortless waves just in time for back to school? Because the Conair Double Ceramic Waver has your back. It is designed with not just one, but three barrels for deep, continuous waves. Plus, the double ceramic technology provides even and consistent heat, fast styling, and long-lasting waves. I can confirm I've been using it, and the waves 
literally last all day. With instant heat up, 30 heat settings for every hair type and turbo heat boost for those difficult to style spots, it's easy to get the waves that you want. The wide range of heat options lets you customize styling for flawless results so you can be back to school beautiful. My personal favorite feature, it has auto off. No more worrying if you unplugged it. With full flowing waves now so quick and easy to create at home, you'll always be selfie ready on campus and off. Skip the salon and save time. Big, beautiful waves at home. No salon appointment needed. What is not to love about that? Get your waiver delivered right to your door just in time for back to school. Ordering this back to school essential for beautiful bombshell waves is so easy. To order, just go to conair.com and search waiver. W-A-V-E-R. That is conair.com and search waiver. All right, let's go on to the next voicemail. Hey, Maddie. My name is Callie, and I'm calling from Portland, Oregon. I just simply want to acknowledge the beauty that is David Spade hosting Bachelor in Paradise. I think he's better than anyone else I've ever had on the show. The level of nonchalance and actually how evident it was that he could not care less was amazing, iconic, inspiring, I loved it. I want David Spade to run the entire franchise. And that's all I have to say. Okay, thanks. Bye. Oh my gosh. I hadn't even heard this voicemail when I recorded my thoughts on David Spade. So we are on the same wavelength. We are one. I totally agree with everything you said. I think it is the funniest, weirdest decision they ever could have made. And here's why I like it. Because Bachelor never does anything funny and never does anything weird. Have they ever had anybody with a unique personality on the show? The only ones I can think of are like Corinne. It was kind of funny. A lot of people like Demi. I don't love Demi. Uh, That's it. Everybody else has the exact same personality. Everybody also looks the exact same. Every dude played for like two years in the NFL on a practice squad. Every girl is an Instagram influencer. And they just don't go for anything different. So I like the David Spade choice. A lot of people in my messages really miss Chris Harrison, which we will get into in a minute. I don't understand it, but to each their own. Team David Spade. Okay, let's look at the next one. Hi, Maddie. This is Olivia from Denver. My question, I have a question. I should preface. I have a question about The Bachelor franchise. I have watched The Bachelor and Bachelorette for 15 years. Maybe not that long, 10 years. I've seen, a, I've seen a lot, okay? And I don't understand why people love Chris Harrison so much. Like, why he was such a staple that when everything went down and he was asked to leave, why people are like, oh, I just remember this. I love Chris Harrison so much. Uh, so I need your opinion on why Chris Harrison is so important. Thanks. Bye. Guys, this is what I'm saying. Maybe, maybe Bachelor can stay afloat now that we've gotten rid of one of the most boring parts of it. Chris Harrison is so dull. He's so unentertaining to watch. And also another thing that I want to talk about. How about the fact that Chris Harrison morphed from like television personality host to love guru, father figure, advice giver, fantasy suite, invitation writer. 
Like, why, when they go to the fantasy suite, is the invitation from Chris Harrison? Is he there to greet you with a warm towel? Like, it feels a little bit intrusive. So I'm all for the new judges, Tasha and Caitlin on the regular season, and then the new Bachelor in Paradise judges. However, though I'm in favor of them, who was on the committee to decide these new hosts? David Spade, Titus Burgess, Lance Bass, and Lil John? I mean, what a lineup. I could not pull four more random celebrities from any corner of the world. So again, I am here for it. Just a little confused. That's usually how I feel in most situations. Like I'm here, I'm present. Do I know exactly what's going on? Absolutely not. But I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Okay, let's listen to the next one. Hi, Maddie. This is Kelsey calling from Washington. Um, Longtime fan of the pod. There is something from Katie's season on The Bachelor that I thought was huge, but I have not heard anybody talking about, and I want to talk about it. So when Katie first met Greg, the infamous Greg that later ended up being such a train wreck, she said, as he was walking away the first night, she said, he looks like my ex-boyfriend. And I knew in that moment, I was like, there's going to be some weird stuff with this guy. Because imagine meeting somebody who looks like your ex-boyfriend on a dating show. Like, that's going to get in your head psychically. And in that moment, I truly felt like they were doomed. And I was right. And I just needed to share that with the world. I listened to so many Bachelor podcasts, and I haven't heard anybody talking about that. So I just wanted to talk about it. Anyway, love you so much. Bye. All right. Well, first of all, hats off to you for noticing and discovering that. I think that's incredible. Your sleuthing skills. That is a really hard word to say. Sleuth. Listen, I have a lot of fake teeth in my mouth. It's hard to say some words. Sometimes I get mush mouth, as Dan Cummins would say. Anyway, your skills of discovery are incredible. Next thing I'm going to say, I'm going to round out the voicemails with the most important advice I will ever give on the podcast. I give some little nuggets of wisdom here and there, but this one is for real and it will change your life. Okay. Never trust a Greg or a Kevin. I am telling you guys, this is actual, this is actual advice that I live by. I don't take a lot of my own advice. You guys know that, but I'll avoid a Kevin till the day I die. All right. So I'm going to leave you with that little pearl of wisdom. And now we are going to finish out today's show by ranking all of our final bachelor and bachelorette couples. I've been looking forward to this all day. All right. Diving into the official bad broadcast rankings of every final bachelor and bachelorette couple. Not in history, because I'm going to be honest, I looked at the list of winners And I didn't even recognize one name from the first 12 seasons. Can you guys believe that? There have been 25 seasons of The Bachelor alone. That's not including Bachelorette. So the first 12 didn't really do them because the first Bachelor I remember was Jason Mesnick. So we're going to go from there. There there are 13 couples. And let's let's just get the show on the road. Why do I rank so many things? Well, as Trixie and Katya say, because it's my show, not yours. And I like to rank things. Here we go. Last place. 
I feel like this should come as a shock to absolutely no one, but very dead last place is Chris Souls. In case you guys missed it, he was charged with, I'm pretty sure it was vehicular manslaughter. Let's see, Chris Souls charges. Yeah, he let, he got in a car accident and then left the scene and it was a fatal car accident. So he was sentenced to like two years in prison, paid some fine. I don't know. Dead last, not moving up in the ranks probably ever. I mean, I can confidently say he'll never move up in the ranks. Number 12, Jake Pavelka and Vienna. I weirdly saw Jake Pavelka at a trampoline park in the middle of like rural Utah. I don't know why he was there, but I saw him in real life. This should move up in the rankings because of its entertainment factor. But if we're going off just likability and general vibe, Jake and Vienna, I mean, they would be in last place if Chris Souls wasn't responsible for the death of a person. But Jake and Vienna, wow, what a train wreck. Do you remember that Chris Harrison made them sit down and break up on national television? I'm actually pretty sure that it was the same night that LeBron decided to go to Miami, like he moved teams. And my family would not let me watch the Jake and Vienna breakup. And I was devastated. All right. Number 11 of our ranking of bachelor couples is, of course, Juan Pablo. Juan Pablo picked Nikki as his winner. However, this is where we get Claire. This is Claire's first season. So I don't know if anybody even remembers this back then. Juan Pablo was like a really random choice. He was a super quiet guy on his season. And then he became the bachelor and he was just the absolute worst. So he's quite a ways down there. Number 10 on our list is Ben Flanick, and his winner was Courtney. This was really the last time I remember watching Bachelor and really feeling like the villain was actually a villain. Now we all know it's editing and it's who they choose and it's manipulation of the content and all of that. But I remember I truly like I had I worried myself about how much I hated Courtney. She was the villain of that season and Ben picked her. I know my judgment was off as a child because I really thought Ben Flanick was like a very charming person. So we can't trust anything young Maddie said. All right, number nine. I mean, who else could it possibly be besides our TikTok cringe king, the son of Barb, Peter Weber, and his winner, Hannah? I mean, truly, I don't think that anybody deserves to be bullied, but I do wish Peter had friends who would bully him just a little bit, just a little bit, just enough that he wouldn't post those TikToks. That's all I'm saying. He's number nine. That seems actually really low, but it seems right. All right. Number eight, Colton and Cassie. You know what? I might switch them. I might put Colton and Cassie at number nine because Colton did stalk her quite heavily. He might even be down there with Chris Souls. Oof, I didn't think that through when I put that on there. All right. Either way, we're at number eight. That's probably Peter and Hannah. Colton's somewhere down the list. Whatever. It's kind of hard to rank people when most of them are like the worst people who have ever lived. But let's go up to number seven. Number seven, I put Brad Maynard and his winner was, or <laughs> I mixed up the last names. It's late. Okay. Brad Womack and his winner was Emily Maynard. I like Emily. Brad, pretty unremarkable. Basically seems like every other dude who was on The Bachelor. But I remember liking Emily. So they're at a solid number seven. Number six, Matt and Rachel, most recent Bachelor and his winner. 
I uh, just don't really think about these two that much. They're just very middle of the road for me. All right, number five is Ari. Oh, this is such a low point when Ari Lion Dyke is in your top five of literally anything. But I remember liking Becca. She seems chill. I don't know. Am I trying to hang out with her every day? Probably not. Would I like to get lunch with her sometime? Probably. Number four, Jason and Molly. They're the only ones who are still together. Oh, my number one is still together. They're one of the only ones that are still together. The only bummer is that Jason did pick somebody else and then broke up with her and went back to Molly. But the fact that they're together still, they've got like probably a hundred kids. Good for them. Number three, Ben Higgins and Lauren Bushnell. This is also the season where we got JoJo. We love JoJo. I like JoJo. Ben Higgins, yes, he is even more dull than Chris Harrison somehow, but he seems like a really nice guy. I don't think I would feel right putting him any lower than number three. Let's talk about our top two. Number two is Nick Vile. Nick Vile has grown. That is all I have to say. Have you guys like listened to his podcast or looked at his Instagram or TikToks? I think that he has probably done the most growth publicly of any person on Bachelor Nation. Like he's the only one who has cared to try and become a better person. And I, I really respect that. He and his pick, Vanessa, are not together anymore. Don't really know what happened there. But my number one is probably the most likable couple of all Bachelor franchise, and it's Sean and Catherine. I personally like them. I think they're funny. I think they're cute. I think they are genuinely in love. And they're also pretty good looking. So I like them. They also didn't name their kids anything weird. I feel like that should give them bonus points. Like, thank you for naming your child Mia in a world where celebrities name their kids Jupiter. Did you guys see that? Ashley Tisdale actually named her child Jupiter. So that's good. Here's my official ranking of the men. Now let's get into our Bachelorette rankings. Again, the early seasons of The Bachelorette happened in the Stone Age, so I'm not familiar with them. So we'll start The Bachelorette rankings where we started The Bachelor rankings, which was Jason Mesnick's season. And the following season of The Bachelorette is where they started doing the like crossovers. I think it was that one where like his runner up was then The Bachelorette. It used to be, I think that the runner up automatically became The Bachelorette. And then they started choosing like random people throughout the season. So that's weird. Anyway, there's 12 of them. And dead last in Bachelorettes is Claire Crawley. This was the straw that broke the camel's back for me in watching anything Bachelor Nation. Yet here I am reviewing Bachelor in Paradise. But I don't like when people sign up for reality television and then do it wrong and just make it all about them. That was the most painful season to watch. Did not like. Number 11 is Hannah Brown. Hannah Brown is not my flavor. I am sure she is an absolutely lovely person. There's something easier about ranking the bachelorettes than ranking the bachelors because I don't really dislike any of the bachelorettes except Claire. I kind of don't like her, but to each their own. Number 10, we've got Katie, our most recent bachelorette. This is really just out of general disinterest and boredom from the season just not very into it. Number nine, Emily Maynard. How could we forget? Of course, we know her from Brad Womack season. She was a really fun bachelorette because she was like really put together. She was glam. She had a kid. She was cute. She was nice. She was Southern. I liked her. I remember I genuinely wanted to be 
exactly like her. I still kind of do. I think she's doing okay. Next up, we've got Ashley. Ashley picked JP. Do you guys remember them? I think they recently got divorced, actually. I think it was not that long ago. She was kind of middle of the road. Same with Andy Dorfman, I think is her last name. She picked Josh Murray over Nick Vile. Josh Murray, not only is he like a terrible person, he's also extremely sweaty. No judgment there because same, but he also looks like Rob Riggle. Google him. You know who I'm talking about. And he's a full-blown sociopath. So yeah, I do think that Nick Vile was probably the right choice there. However, I get it because Nick Vile was still in like his douche phase. So whatever. Andy Dorfman, again, kind of in the same category as Ashley for me. And next up, we have Jillian. Jillian is the one who Jason picked, but then he dumped her and he went on to Molly. Jillian was cool. Do you remember her abs? I'll never forget that opening sequence where she's sliding down a water slide. She is shredded. Honestly, good for her. I'm really, I'm really happy for her. All right. Next up, we have Desiree. Really, all I remember is that her runner-up was from Utah and she had swoop bangs. So again, she didn't do anything wrong. Now we're getting into the bachelorettes that I really like. I really like Caitlin. I think Caitlin's fun. I don't know what happened with her breakup. She was with Sean. They broke up really suddenly, it seemed like, and then she got in a new relationship, but she seems happy. She's active on TikTok. She's got a sense of humor. I like that about her. I thought she made a really good host. Same with our next one, number three, Taisha. Taisha, while not the most exciting person I've ever watched on reality TV, I think I would enjoy hanging out with her. I do. And I think her and Caitlin made a good team. I like the kind of girl, girl, best friend vibe on the hosts. I mean, I prefer David Spade, but I'm not mad about their, their friendship. Number two is Jojo. I really love Jojo. She seems like the most normal. It is shocking how really the only thing you need to do to win bachelor or bachelorette is just be normal. But I think the type of people who audition and also go on are not normal. So it's kind of it's kind of hard for them to achieve that. But the ones who do typically win. JoJo seems normal. Same with her winner, Jordan. And my number one, my personal number one is Rachel Lindsay. Really like her. I have said it before, but I think that she is too good for Bachelor Nation. She spent a lot of time and done a lot of hard work trying to upend some of the terrible things that go on within it. And I think that she is more than we deserve, honestly. Only downside is that I was team Peter, but I think she's happy with her current situation. So good for her. Wow. This was a lot of Bachelor talk. This was. I enjoy it. I feel like it's a nice little throwback. We can still enjoy it and hate it at the same time. But either way, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for calling in. I am so, so happy that you guys take the time to listen on Mondays. I hope it hope it always brightens your day or makes you in a bad mood. I don't know which one it'll do. Either way, if you guys could go subscribe, rate, and review, post on social media, DM me. I promise you won't get lost in the requests. I'm going to try and fix that. But no matter what, I love you. Be safe, be kind, be hot, and I will talk to you next week. Bye. 
Thanks so much for listening. Remember, you can catch a new episode of The Bad Broadcast every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Also, I want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast for all the behind the scenes action and more information. Talk to you next week.